You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast, and I'm your host, Desiree. If this is your first time here, thanks for joining me. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Don't forget to leave a comment and rate and maybe even subscribe to the podcast, because when you do that, you help others find this show. So without further ado, let's get into this next episode. Hey guys, it's me, and I'm back with episode four, and today is a little bit of a different day for me. I've got a really bad headache, but because I'm trying to stay consistent, I am recording anyway. So I promised you that last time I would be sharing a little bit of a story time of what happened the day we moved. And I was thinking, before I get started on that story, that I am probably going to stop telling you what the next episode's going to be about because I've had so many um, different ideas pop up that I wanted to just go ahead and upload. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said I was going to talk about this, so I have to record this episode first. So there, you found out. I don't, I don't necessarily record in sequence. I kind of record as the spirit leads me. So I'm really trying to not have to do too much editing um, <laughs> because it's hard, but I'll, I'll, I'll edit as I need to. And I don't have notes this time. I'm going to be speaking off of memory. So um, this may seem a little scattered, but stick with me. Anyway, so it's been about four weeks now since we've been at our new home. And um, the first, I think, one to two weeks was really hard for me. If I'm being entirely honest, I was not doing okay. Um, Because so much had changed in such a short amount of time. Like, I remember that we went from the Tuesday before our move, wondering if U-Haul and our lawyer were going to be deemed essential services and if we'd be able to close. And it was just a high stress time. And so I think that all of those things combined with the stress of moving and then finally getting here, it was, it was just, it was a lot for me to deal with. And so I kind of had a little bit of um, a hermit moment that lasted two weeks or so. But now, as I was saying in my other episode, I feel like I'm at home. And so this is how I know that I feel at home. Because I got into um, our other tote. So we had clothes that we packed. um, And it was seven days worth of outfits. And so that we would live out of our suitcase for the first week or so until we got ourselves situated and then we had that extra tote with all of the other clothes so I got into that other tote and I pulled out some of my home clothes and so like now I'm wearing clothes that I consider like my comfy home clothes I know that in my mind I have officially transitioned 
to this is home. And plus, I started working out again, too. Um, and that's helping me get back into the routine of how life felt before we moved. So that's really helping, too. Um, the day that we moved was an interesting day. So uh, the night before, we basically were packing up odds and ends and getting things you know, situated so that we could just fit whatever didn't fit in the truck into our remaining vehicles and get ready to go. So we did that. All the kids slept in the living room on their mattresses. And I think that was probably the highlight of their whole year. Um, And so we were all pretty excited and it was difficult to fall asleep. Um, But we did. I think everybody slept about two or three hours that night. But We woke up uh, around 7 o'clock and we were ready to get things going. Um, And our plan was to have breakfast and then head over to the new town. And we would be getting into the house and everything would be unloaded and we'd be done by like no later than 4 o'clock. That's not what happened. So we did get out of uh, Brampton, which is where we were living before, at like 10.30, we got breakfast, and we drove to our new city, and we got to the house, and it was like 11.30, so um, because of the whole COVID situation, there was nobody there to hand us our keys, they put a lockbox on the door. And we essentially had to wait for our lawyer's office to call the builders for them to release the code for the lockbox so that we could get in. And so when all of the closing stuff was done, we were just supposed to be able to roll up and start doing all the things. So we get here and it's like 1130 and... Um, call the lawyer's office because from what we were told it shouldn't take too long and um, usually things are wrapped up by at least three o'clock of the closing date okay so we're like okay 12 30 it should be fine we'll maybe by one o'clock whatever no like I said that's not what happened so we're here and because um Patrick is like, you know, since we're here, let's not just stand around swinging our our arms and twiddling our fingers. Let's start unloading things. So we started unloading things into the garage, which was open. And then um, a truck from the builders pulled up. And this guy is staring at us, like, with this menacing look on his face as if, like, we were in trouble or something. And then he proceeds to pull out his cell phone and make a phone call. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? So Patrick approaches him and he's like, you know, you guys are not supposed to be doing this. The property hasn't actually closed yet. So this is like the equivalent of um, breaking and entering. And so you need to stop. Well, thank the Lord that he didn't say we need to put everything back on the truck. But essentially, we had to stop dead in our tracks and we were sitting ducks for the rest of the time until that code came. All right, so the first hour passes. I'm okay, you know, kids are okay. They're playing on the iPad, eating snacks, whatever. Now it's like 2.30 and um, 
we we still haven't heard from the lawyer. So Patrick calls and he's like, the lawyer is like, oh, yeah, there's some congestion on the phone lines and X, Y, Z, and it shouldn't be too much longer. But I'm 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 working on it is what the receptionist was saying or sorry, the the paralegal assistant. And so um, 2.30 turns to 3.30 and um, now people need to use the washroom. And of course, we can't go into public washrooms because COVID. And um, I'm getting a little bit, you know, I could feel myself rising up a little bit. Anxiety levels are starting to increase because now I'm cold, I'm hungry, need to use the washroom. Kids are throwing tantrums. I'm starting to throw tantrums. So I said, you know what? We need to change the scenery. We're going to drive around for a little bit and at this point in time i'm i'm already decided in my mind that we are not closing this property today and i need to find a place to sleep with my babies because i'm not sleeping in the garage so we're driving and i'm like let's see if we can find a hotel nearby (laughs) so we drove found a hotel as soon as i pulled up um the kids are like mommy what are you doing I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, see what the hotel rates are, if they have any rooms any rooms available or whatever. And they're like, no, mommy, please. They're like, you're not going to make us stay in this side of the highway hotel, just to give you an idea of what it, it looked like. It was, it was kind of run down. But at this point, I was desperate, and I was not even in my right mind. Like, typically, I don't even like sleeping in hotels, much less hotels that look like the Bates Motel. So I I was just like, let me just go see, whatever. I went in, they had rooms available, found out the rates. But I thought, okay, by now, surely by now, they would have um, got some type of code or something like that. So I drive back to the house and past my husband and his two friends who are now sitting in... Uh, one of the friend's vehicles, and they're chatting it up. They seem to be having a great old time, not bothered. Meanwhile, me, I'm literally sitting beside myself because I just want to get this thing moving. Um, is there a code yet, I ask? No code yet, bruh. Like, I think I must have seen all the colors of that rainbow in the sky that wasn't even there. And... I'm like, you know, I can't sit I can't sit in front of this house anymore. It's almost as if the house itself, the structure was just mocking me and I could not look at it anymore. Now it's almost five o'clock. I was driving around the block and I just pulled up um somewhere in the neighborhood and I just turned off the car. I'm like, as long as I cannot see the house, I should be okay. And then I turned off the van and I actually in that moment realized, wait a second, I haven't even talked to God about how I'm feeling. So um, I'm like, kids, let's pray. And I, I just literally said, God, I don't know what you're trying to teach us in this circumstance or what we are, are going to learn, but whatever it is, we trust that it is good and we trust the rest of this day to your care. And I am not even joking within like five minutes of submitting that prayer to the Lord. 
I get a text message from uh, one of our friends. We got the code. We're going in. <laughs> like, so this is like five o'clock. It is after a whole day of sitting and getting in my feelings that I finally decide to trust the Lord and within minutes, the whole thing is resolved and we're ready to go. Now, I'm not saying that it is necessarily my prayer that changes circumstance. Obviously, God was in control the whole time. But I think what changed was the fact that I took my eyes off of myself, off of my frustration, off of my anxiety, off of my need to be in control. And I submit myself to the care of the Lord. And if nothing else we learned that day, like I know I learned a lot about myself that day, like patience is not my strength. I am very weak in the patience department. And um, my kids are sometimes more self-controlled than me. And listen, I'm not even embarrassed to say that because I am a work in progress. But the biggest thing I learned was that in times of frustration and times of confusion, there are moments where we can either give ourselves in to that frustration and that confusion, or we can step back and say, no, I'm not going to let this control me anymore. And it took a long time for me. I like from 1030 to five o'clock in the afternoon. That's how long it took for me to actually get to that place of surrender. But the moment I surrendered, it was almost as if the Lord was like, yes, my child, finally, this is what I've been waiting for you to do all day long. And he, he, he just let that thing happen right when it was supposed to. Everything in life has a season. We cannot rush the progress of our season. Our seasons are going to be what they're going to be until the time of harvest. That day was like a whole entire season. I went from the joy and the anticipation of seeing a thing come to pass to the the sorrow and the anxiety of not being able to control or change to the surrender of, okay, God, you're in control. I will trust you anyway, to the rejoicing of being able to walk into the thing that we were intended to walk into. So that is what happened the day we moved. We got a new house I got a new perspective. We got our stuff unloaded in record time. Um, I don't know if there was like a Samson anointing on these men who were moving these heavy items. Like they moved a whole piano into our house. Like pianos are not easy to move and they did it like it was a nothing. So um, we are grateful and we are enjoying our new space. And that concludes my little story time. Um, 
again, like I always say, if you're still here, you are the real MVP. Thank you for listening. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to talk about next episode. It's a surprise. But let's just say I am surprised that I made it to five episodes. So stick around. Turn on your notifications if you need to so that you don't miss the next episode. And I thank each and every one of you for joining me these past few weeks. I hope you stick around. I hope you subscribe. I hope you rate. I hope you comment. And I hope you follow me on Instagram at sis underscore you are doing okay. Until then, sisters, remember that whatever the hard thing is that you're going through, you are still doing okay. Grace and peace. Bye.